Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust God because he is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we don't. We must know that no matter what we see or hear, we can have the mind of Christ. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Number seven, believers guard their minds when they refuse to allow worry to take it captive. Believers guard their minds when they refuse to allow worry to take it captive. Philippians 4, 6a, Philippians 4, 6a says, don't worry about anything, anything. Now, beloved, this is not a suggestion. This is a command because worry is a sin. Do you not know to worry is a sin? You say, why is it a sin? Because it it puts on display your lack of trust in God, our lack of trust in God. How many, if I were to ask in here, how many of you have worried? All the hands should go up because you're lying if you said you never worried. (laughs) Well, let me just go on. How many of you ever worried? How many of you worried recently? Oh, yeah. How many of you worried last year? Some of you worried today, the first day. <laughs> the scripture says, don't worry about anything. You know what anything means? What? Anything. Beloved, this is not a suggestion. It is a command because worry is a sin. Worry is so destructive to the mind and absolutely nothing good comes from it. Satan uses worry as one of his primary tools to wreak havoc in the lives of believers. What makes worry so destructive? What makes it? One of our New Year's commitments could be, I'm predetermined to do less worrying this year and more trusting God to work things out on my behalf this year. What a wonderful uh, New Year's spiritual goal. What makes worry so destructive? Well, A, worry shifts our, shifts our focus from God to our circumstances. And when you fix your, your mind on circumstances instead of God, you will worry because your circumstances will overwhelm you. B, worry steals your peace. Your peace. And when you don't have peace, you can't sleep. When you don't have peace, you can't, you're miserable. You make everybody else miserable around you. When you're not you're at peace, you're negative. When you don't have peace, you're a troublemaker. When you, when you have peace, you're always starting stuff. Lack of peace. See, worry steals your joy. You're a joyless saint. You're joy. You can't sing with joy. We said, we said oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and you barely uh, act as if... Emmanuel is in your life. And yet the game can come on for many of you and you screaming at the television and they can't hear a word you're saying. Where's the joy? 
Where's the joy? It steals your joy. When your joy is gone, then you become a joy killer to others. You're a perpetual thief, stealing the folk joy. You don't have joy and you don't want anybody else to have it and you nitpick. D, what makes worry so destructive? It produces unnecessary anxiety. You know what worry does? It burdens you. It's a weight. Uh, You know what worry does? It fills your life with unnecessary pressure. It pressurizes you. You know what it does? It puts you in slavery. It enslaves you. Worry holds you captive. You're in a self-made prison. E, worry brings a negative physical aspect on your body and even death. Worry gives you migraines. Worry raises your blood pressure. Worry causes your stomach to churn. Worry causes you to depend on more medicine. You have to visit the medicine cabinet more and more. It makes you sick. It didn't even kill you. Some people have worried themselves to death over their children. They have worried themselves to death over their grandchildren. When are you going to accept the things you cannot change? When are you going to surrender those uh, hardships and trials to Jesus and say, God, this is bigger than me, but not bigger than you. And I'm going to just release it, let you have it, and I'm going to live my life worried. And some of you worry about things that God has already worked out. You're worried about something, and then down the line you find God worked it out so uniquely. Now you feel guilty that you worried because you, <laughs> I mean, because God had it fixed, and now you're embarrassed before God instead of trusting him. Worry brings a negative a negative physical effect on the body and even death. How do we eliminate worry? How do we eliminate worry? We eliminate worry by praying. The more we pray, the less we worry. Increase your prayer life will extinguish worry. Uh, How do we eliminate worry? Focus and hold on to the promises of God in his word. Focus and hold on to the promises of God in his word. Let me just give you a few. I could give you about 25 of them, but that's unnecessary. I'll just give you four to hold on to, and you can research other passages for yourself. Here's a few scriptures to guard against worry. Here's a few medicinal scriptures to help you with not worrying. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Why don't you rest in that one? Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That will help you with worry. And John 14, 27, which says, peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give to you, not as the world give do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If you, listen, that's 50 more scriptures we could call. But if you just executed those four, you'll be in good shape going forth in this brand new year. How do we eliminate worry? Refuse to receive negativity. I declare some of the most negative people could be in your family, could be in the church, could be in the workplace. There's some people you can never satisfy. I mean, they'll never say what's right. They always find out what's wrong. I mean, don't. And when it's about you and you know it's not true, don't receive it. Don't receive. I've said sometimes, you know, I've heard some negative. He said, I said, oh, oh negative. I said, I don't receive it. And, I, and I'm not going to take it in. I'm not going to ingest it. I'm not going to ingest it. I'm not going to ingest it. I'm not going to receive it. I'm not going to take that in. That's not good for me. It's not good for my body. It's not good for my family. It's not good for my day. It's not good for my life. So, so please, uh, uh, bring me some good news. I don't need any neg- negativity. Life is hard enough. What news are you bearing? Some folk are bad news coming. <laughs> D, remember that the same God who delivered you from past trials will preserve you in the present ones. Hey, that helps you not to worry. This is how you eliminate. This is how you eliminate worry. Remember that the same God who delivered. How many of you have, how many of you have seen God deliver and work miracles out of some tight spots in your life, and you didn't know how it was going to work out, but God miraculously, supernaturally worked it out like only he can. How many, do I have a witness in here? You've seen God work. You know God work, and you can't give the credit to nobody but God and God alone. Remember that the same God, say same God. Same God. Oh, you don't say, you, you're not saying it like you mean it. Say same God. same God. Oh, you're not saying it like you mean it. Say same God. Same God. I declare today you must remember that the same God who delivered you from past trials will preserve you in the present ones. In the present ones. And how do you eliminate worry? Remember that God is always in control. There's not a moment in time, space, or anything else Well, God is not in control. If he were not in control, he wouldn't be God. Everything happens under his feet. A few more and we'll be done. Dealing with ministering to your mind. Uh, Number eight, possessing a thankful spirit is so spiritually therapeutic and refreshing to your mental state, mental health and thinking. Possessing a thankful spirit is so spiritually therapeutic and refreshing to your mental state and your mental health and thinking. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. Give thanks. What is so beneficial to possessing a thankful heart is that it gives Satan no room to operate in your thinking and take up residence in your mind because you are so focused on the goodness of Christ. When you have a thankful spirit, uh, you are thankful for the mercy of Christ, the grace of Christ, the love of Christ. 
the sufficiency of Christ. And you are so thankful for salvation from Christ that all the fiery darts thrown at you from the enemy cannot penetrate your thinking or penetrate your mind because you have a thankful heart. Ask God today. That's a wonderful, that's another New Year's commitment. I'm going to be more thankful this year and I'm going to articulate it. Thankful. Thank you for life. Thankful for a bed. Thank you for hot water. Thank you for cold water. Thank you for income. Thank you for Thank you that I can pay my bills. Thank you for, for, for divine healing. And on and on. And thank you for children and grandchildren. Thank, th- th- thank you for my wife, my husband. Thank you for siblings. Thank, thank you. It didn't all have to be well to say thank you. Matter of fact, you, you, can thank your, you can think yourself happy in the midst of turmoil and trouble when you have a thankful spirit. Number nine. Love is so essential for ministering to your mind. It is so essential. Love is so essential for ministering to your mind. And an absence of love in your heart will create mental anguish and disturbance. If you don't have love in your heart, you're going to have mental anguish and mental disturbance. And some of you, by way of social media, by way of live streaming or here in the here in the sanctuary today that perhaps there's an absence of love. John 15, 12 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Jesus loved his disciples. Jesus loved people. He came because he loved humanity and he requires that we love others the same. Love is not an option. It is a command. And when we fail to love one another, it creates opportunity for Satan to take advantage of our mental state. Some folk have mental issues and struggle with the agony of mind because their minds lack love. They do not have or possess a loving mind. When you refuse to love or accept love from others, it will keep you from forgiveness. You will live in a state of anger when you don't have love. You will have a propensity to hate when you don't have love. All of which brings on mental anguish and disturbance of your mind. Beloved, God speaks so strongly against hate because it destroys your life. Hate will destroy your life. Hate will destroy relationships. Hate destroys your potential. Hate destroys your future. Hate will destroy your mind. And you know something else? Hate, hate will even damn your soul to hell. The worst thing you can tell somebody is, I hate you. Hate is horrible. First John 3.15 says, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. There it is. Don't tear that page out. Everyone who hates his brother is a what? I didn't write this. God did. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. He does not have God. He's not on his way to heaven. This verse is staggering because John likens hate to murder. He says, if you hate, you're a murderer. Beloved, you never look more like Christ than when you love people, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of their political views, 
regardless of their sexual orientation. You got to love people. If they all mixed up and talking crazy, you don't stop loving them. He said, well, they might be off, but I still love them. Regardless of their past, regardless of their socioeconomic status, regardless of, of their hurtful actions toward you or their sinful spiritual condition, we are mandated by God to love. 1 John 4.21 says, and this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. I say it again, it's so critical. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must, not should, must love his brother also. Be mindful, in spite of our wretched, sinful condition, God lavished his love upon us when he gave us the Lord Jesus Christ as a perfect love gift from the Father. And the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, loved us to death on the cross and rose from the grave in triumphant victory. He did it all because he loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his son. The son so loved humanity that he gave his life. Finally, but not the least, be mindful that without Christ, it is impossible to have a healthy, well-balanced spiritual mind. Be mindful that without Christ, it is impossible to have a healthy, well-balanced spiritual mind. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if thou Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We must be sensitive and realize that many people suffer from mental illness. In the church, out of the church, saved and lost. Many people. There are many categories of mental illness. If such is the case with you. Then seek help from mental health professionals and also seek biblical counseling from a reliable Christ-centered counselor. Unlike unbelievers who go through struggles of mental illness, we who are saved have experienced the transforming power of Jesus Christ. We who are saved, we have And we possess spiritual life. Because we are saved, we have hope. That helps us mentally. What helps us mentally as believers, we have a future. What what helps the believer is that we have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit to help us during times of struggle and during times of agony of the soul. All of which keeps the believer from going over the edge. That's why you got to be careful how you talk to people, how you present yourself to people, what you say to people, because suicide is at an epidemic proportion. A person can look so good. I've seen people with lots of money jump off buildings. We saw that just a few months ago. This, this movie just jumped up. Good looking person. Just jumped. Just jumped. People just, you, you don't know where people are. Love them when they do. Love them when they don't. Love them through their mess. Love them through their difficulty. Love them 
even though they are challenging. Love them when they are confused. Love them when they talk too much. Love them when they make you sick. Love them when they get on your nerves. You are commanded to love them. And when you love them with a Christ-like love, you release all of that anxiety and pent up mess. You are free. You are free. Love frees you. Love gets you off of the edge. And when you speak in love and not treat people the way they treat you, you just may have saved a life and don't even know it. Give people a good word. They are hanging on to life by a thread. And they need a word from the Lord from you. But the real question is, can they get that word from you? And all God's children said. And Father, thank you for this first message of this critical series. These are days where Satan is really attacking the mind fearlessly. And if we would just receive and live out these principles, you will bring healing and balance to our thinking. We can rise up and live again. Father, help us to be agents of a good word. It's so easy to be critical, so easy to be negative. It's so easy to nitpick. It's so easy to find fault. So easy to think about stuff that people did in the past that you still bring up from time to time. Lord, that stuff, but it doesn't help the person nor the person they're talking to. Father, help us to deliver a good word. In the Lord, in Jesus' name, and all God's children said, you're here today and you don't know Jesus. This is a good day to come. Now, some of y'all procrastinated all last year. Now we're in a brand new year. What you going to do? You mean you're going to bring the spirit of procrastination into this new year? Don't tell me you're going to stay in that seat and resist God the first day of the year. Listen, rebellion is a spirit of rebellion is not good for your mind. It's not. You have nothing to gain through rebellion, but you have everything to lose. The word of God says, the day you hear my voice, heart, not your heart. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. God wants to save you. He wants you to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ alone, believing in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. You believe that he came for you. He lived for you. He died on the cross for you. He rose for you. And he's coming back again for you if you know him in your heart. Regardless of where you are in life, regardless of your past, I don't care how despicable, I don't care how the worst thing it is, Listen, all of us got stuff in our past. 
Your stuff is no better than anybody else's stuff. It's all ugly and it's all sin. Won't y'all say amen? amen. There's none righteous, no, no, not one. But the blood can cleanse you up if you confess and come forward and get your healing today. Your healing today. Your healing today. Dare you not stand and resist God. That's a dangerous thing to get so close but not get in the kingdom. There is an old gospel song that says, Be not dismayed, whatever betides, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, through every day or all the way, God will take care of you. Therefore, we have no need to fear, even through trials, tribulations, and the troubles of this world. We must exercise the priority of possessing the mind of Christ. Believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, be of good cheer. For he has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity.